You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement and this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament, UFC, as well as hockey, basketball, and all other sports. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no better place to play or to have skin in the game than with the best sports daily fantasy app in DraftKings. Download DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Saturday, April the 3rd. Ian Cameron with you, just uh, myself on the show today, uh, ready to break down the Saturday NHL card. It is a, a massive uh, NHL slate taking place today. Let's get right down to business. It's a big card. We've got multiple afternoon games to get the uh, festivities off and running. And we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Boston Bruins, Boston around minus 115 to minus 120, minus 130 home favorites in that range. Uh, the total five and a half uh, shaded to the under in this game. I cashed a ticket with the uh, Penguins the other night against the Bruins. Uh, another lethargic, poor performance, really overall start to finish from the uh, Bruins. They didn't generate a whole lot offensively. Uh, their big guns continue to struggle a little bit, which is uncustomary. You know, of the Bruins, most of the time when they're playing, uh, they're getting carried by the top line. They've actually been pretty quiet on the score sheet in recent games. Uh, Bruce Cassidy's been in a little bit of a frustrated, surly, uh, angry mood, if you will, with his team, particularly his top players. I mean, uh, Jimmy and I have talked about this in recent episodes where uh, they, he's really criticized and uh, brought down the hammer on his top players and saying that they've got to play quite a bit better than they have so far. Pittsburgh, one of the hottest teams going right now. Most of their success had been because of their play at home. 
but they go on the road and beat the Bruins the other night. They're playing great hockey. I'm not stepping in front of Pittsburgh, but Bruce Cassidy pretty much laced into his team following that performance. I'd expect a, pr a much better uh, effort, at least, from the Bruins. The question is going to be, will that be enough uh, in this game to get themselves a victory? Uh, Casey DeSmith is going to be in net. I don't really get bothered by that if I'm Pittsburgh. He's played well. Uh, in his recent starts. And uh, really, I think the biggest factor for Pittsburgh is the play in front of their goalies has been much better. So it really hasn't mattered uh, too much who's been in net for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins because uh, ever since they got Brian Dumoulin back, this is a team that's definitely uh, steadied the ship, played pretty solid hockey defensively in their own zone. And it's allowed both DeSmith and Jari, you know, to be able to go out there and, and play well. Uh, for this team. So uh, I don't mind him being in net. His numbers are good. Nine and three, 1.84 goals against, 933 save percentage. Uh, we don't have confirmation for the Bruins. I would think Yaro Halak will be back in net. Uh, it is confirmed now. Yes, Halak uh, in net for the Bruins today. He struggled. He really has. The question is now, after Dan Vladar got the start against Pittsburgh Thursday, a couple days, you know, recompose, uh, work on some things you know, with your goalie coach, maybe we're going to see that because Halak's been fighting the puck for quite a bit of uh, time lately. Uh, so I'm not involved in the side here. Um, I might lean a little bit to the over in this game, five and a half, but uh, Boston's offense just isn't rolling. Uh, but with Halak in the net, I'm kind of interested in an over uh, when, because of the fact he's been struggling, but I'm not going to bet that just a lean for me. Pass on the side, uh, especially with Halak in net, I'm going to have to see him play well. I think Boston will play better uh, today. You know, their coach getting after them certainly could be the wake-up call they need. Uh, but I'm not going to be involved in this way, side or total. And I still don't feel like I want to get involved going against this Penguins team right now. So it's a pass for me uh, on the first game here. The other game that starts uh, pretty early, 1 p.m. Eastern, Detroit-Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay minus, one, uh, minus 420, uh, to even as high as minus 440. You know, in some spots as home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Absolutely one of the biggest favorites this season that we've seen uh, in the NHL. Uh, Andre Basilevsky and net. This is the first of a back-to-back -back for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning against Detroit. So you figured, you know, Basilevsky is going to get one of these games. Which one is it going to be? Uh, he's getting the game today. Thomas Grice uh, will be in net for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. He has just had a miserable season uh, for Detroit, 3.39 goals against average, 890 save percentage, 2 and 19 for Thomas Grice and 21 starts this season. So, definitely some concerns uh, with his performance in net for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. You know, we've talked about this on the show all season long that uh, he benefited from a very good defensive system, a, a much better defensive team in the New York Islanders, and he just hasn't been uh, anywhere as good, you know, with a much weaker team playing in front of them, particularly, you know, at the defensive end of the ice. Tampa Bay's not winning games convincingly, though. I mean, they had to come back and rally to beat Columbus in their last game after they had lost the first of the two games at home to the Blue Jackets. So, And Tampa Bay still got some key injuries on the blue line that worry you as well going into this game. Uh, they're still going to be without Eric Chernak uh, on the blue line. Good news, though, is Ryan McDonough who's missed a few games now, is going to return uh, to the lineup today, today for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So good news there uh, for the Lightning in this game from that standpoint. Uh, maybe uh, a team total with Tampa Bay makes some sense, but this is another game I'm, I'm staying off at completely. Uh, they should be able, in theory, to score against Detroit, uh, even though the offense has been a little bit pedestrian 
uh, the last few games for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this should be a matchup where they can find the back of the net. I lean to the team total over. Uh, but again, another game where I have not placed a bet pregame uh, between the Red Wings and Lightning. All right, the third and final afternoon game taking place today. Chicago Blackhawks, Nashville Predators, and it is a big game in the uh, standings with these two teams neck and neck right now for that uh, fourth and final playoff spot in the Central Division. So it's a big game, a big two points on the line here. Nashville minus 120, home favorites. Uh, the total five and a half uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, you know, the first period over, someone in the chat mentioning that for the Tampa game might makes a little sense that, you know, maybe they come out strong, uh, better offensively early in the game. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Nashville has been playing great hockey. Uh, no question. They finally got cooled off uh, and had their win streak snapped by the Dallas Stars uh, on Thursday night. Uh, but this team with Roman Yossi, Matias Ekholm back in the lineup, they've obviously had their blue line bolstered when those two guys missed some time. Uh, Ryan Johansson day-to-day, and Philip Forsberg out, and yet this team has still continued to play pretty well. Uh, but the problem is now the, the injuries are starting to mount again a little bit. Ellis, uh, Borvietsky, Spies on the blue line. I don't make a big deal of Duchesne's injury. Duchesne hasn't done diddly squat here in Nashville for the last couple seasons. I don't mind him. Be, him being out is not a needle mover for me. To be honest, neither is Ryan Johansson. He's currently listed as day-to-day as well due to injury. Philip Forsberg is obviously the big, the big, big absence uh, for the Nashville Predators, uh, and he's out still uh, indefinitely. Uh, so again, this is a team that's gonna it's gonna have to be offense by committee. You know, you can't always rely on uh, Johansson to show up game in and game out. Uh, Arvidsson, same thing. Uh, he's very inconsistent. Some games you don't even notice him out there. Uh, but they've had some step-up contributions from, you know, Rocco Grimaldi has scored some goals. Uh, Trennan has been decent offensively. Uh, you know, Eric Howla. Uh, Eli Tolvanen is the guy that's really gotten it going for Nashville offensively, and there's a reason why he's playing on that top line, no question uh, about that. You know, it's kind of strange that they haven't confirmed uh, who the starting goaltender is going to be in this game. You know, they don't play back-to-back. These two teams aren't pl- – or Nashville's not playing tomorrow. You know, you would think it's UC Soros slam dunk. It's got to be him. You know, he's played great. I'm, 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 I'm curious as to why they haven't uh, put him as, as the starting goaltender right now uh, in this game. But I would think it's going to be him. Obviously, it should be Kevin Lankinen uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in net, who's played pretty well. Uh, they lost 4-3 to Carolina uh, after Lankinen was just outstanding, really, uh, you know, stealing the game for Chicago in the first of the two games. Uh, that they played Carolina head-to-head. So we'll have to wait and see how this one uh, goes today. But Nashville, and you look at the expected goal for percentage, you look at the high-danger chances, and you look at uh, expected goals for and against. Nashville is completely right now the better team than Chicago uh, in the short term in all of those categories. I lean Nashville here, and and normally I don't. uh, I still haven't bet Nashville yet this year. I don't believe I have. I was tempted today. Uh, by Nashville, but it's just going to be a lean for me with this uh, Nashville Predators side. I do think statistically they have looked like the better team. I think if you watch the eye test, you see Chicago really having to rely on, you know, their goaltender a lot more, survive a lot of waves of offensive zone time for the other team, and they've gotten away with it. Uh, It's kind of a smoke and mirrors type of recent 
uh, trend that we've seen with Chicago. Uh, Nashville's actually been carrying the play most of the time to their opponents. So uh, I actually do lean to Nashville here. I, I haven't bet Nashville yet this season. I, I was thinking about it today, but uh, it's just going to be a lean for me on Nashville. And uh, all my bets are at night uh, tonight. Uh, you know that song, The Freaks Come Out at Night? Uh, by Wodini, I think it was uh, from the 80s, good uh, hip-hop song. The bets come out at night. The bets come out at night. The bets come out at night. The bets come out. Uh, The bets come out at night for me tonight because all of my NHL plays today are night games. So speaking of which, let's get to the night games here uh, on this Saturday card. Columbus and Florida. We've got the uh, Florida Panthers minus 155 home favorites, total five and a half pretty much across the board here uh, in this one. Uh, I like Florida here. It's just, I would go regulation now. Uh, I actually locked in Florida minus 145 money line uh, very early, actually over actually last night because I was starting to read the uh, tea leaves that Florida was going to be getting healthier coming into this game. And it appears that way for the Panthers. Alex Barkov is going to be back uh, in the lineup tonight. Same thing with Patrick Hornquist. Uh, So good news for Florida. They're going to have their top six forwards mostly intact. Anthony Duclair is still out, but he's bounced around from the second and the third line. So he hasn't been a top six stalwart start to finish this year. But, you know, they got all their key forwards for the most part back healthy again. That's going to be a boost uh, for the Florida Panthers. I really love the way the team has played since the Aaron Eckblad injury. There's no woe is me attitude. No feeling sorry for ourselves. Uh, not saying, oh, throw our hands up in the air and said, well, our star defenseman who's had a Norris Trophy caliber season, the way he started out, he's injured now. Uh, our season's done. No, they for, couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, Florida has been absolutely outstanding uh, in terms of uh, being able to rally past that injury to Ekblad. Nobody liked to see it. It was a terrible uh, loss for them on the blue line, but they've overcome it. They've kept their team game strong. Uh, and they've kept finding ways to win. Uh, I think Florida gets the job done here. I like them in regulation, though, now. With the with the line having uh, uh, gone beyond minus 150, uh, if I'm going to take a money line for the full game, minus 150 is my cutoff point. I rarely go beyond that. Uh, I would only look Florida in regulation now, which you can get close to uh, even money. Well, Columbus split with Tampa Bay. Uh, give them some credit for that. Uh, but, you know, still not very impressive to me overall. Now you got to face this uh, Florida Panthers team that's getting two of their best uh, forwards back in the lineup tonight. Uh, the Jackets uh, still not a team that I expect to make a push here. I've, their overall team game has just been disappointing. I, I still am not a big fan of either Merzlikens or uh, Eunice Corpusalo uh, in net. And let's be honest, they caught Tampa Bay a little bit vulnerable. Tampa Bay's not played necessarily great hockey the last few games. They're also battling multiple injuries on the blue line. So, you know, I think Columbus took advantage of Tampa just as much as anything Tampa or Columbus did, you know, in a positive manner. So I like Florida here. They're the better team. Uh, They're getting healthier. uh, And I think they get the job done here. I'll take Florida uh, in regulation around even money. Uh, Ottawa, Montreal. We've got Montreal minus 230. uh, Home favorites, total six uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens, I'm not getting in this team's way right now. Uh, Two games after their COVID pause, maybe they... Maybe they feel refreshed, re-energized, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, you outscore Ottawa and Edmonton, what, uh, eight to one uh, in those two games combined following the uh, shutdown. Uh, Pretty impressive from the Montreal Canadiens. I was starting to think that maybe they would go on a run 
and start to put things together coming off coming off that uh, COVID pause. They've definitely done that. And they've done it with, you know, well, Armia's been out. Tyler Toffoli remains out in day-to-day. Uh, ben Sherratt has been uh, out of the blue line for several games now due to injury, but Brennan Gallagher's picked it up. Philip Dano, who's had a, who had a terrible start to the season offensively, he's starting to pick the, his game up quite a bit. Corey Perry's chipping in offense. Uh, Josh Anderson continues to be just an, a, a, an outstanding uh, offseason pickup. Uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets, and uh, Carey Price has been good in net and uh, starting to you know pick up his game after you know having those very well documented struggles earlier on this season. So there's lots to like here with this Montreal Canadiens team. Ottawa uh, losing, of course, to Montreal the other night, uh, and now they're going to be probably going to go with Philip Gustafson again. Matt Murray apparently is healthy. Well, question is, are we going to see him back uh, in net tonight for Ottawa? I would think so. There is no confirmation yet on the Ottawa side who's going to be in net. It is going to be Price for Montreal. I would think you, they go back to uh, Matt Murray because of the fact that they had uh, the young kid, uh, Philip Gustafson, in net the other night. And Montreal uh, obviously got the uh, victory there. So I think they'll switch it up and go to Matt Murray in net tonight uh, in this one. Don't really have a strong feel, a uh, side or total. I don't want to go against Montreal, so... If, if you want to get to Montreal in some way from a betting perspective, maybe the team total over, their offense has picked it up. That might be something I look at, actually, especially if Murray's in net. Let's wait on that because the kid Gustafson's been pretty good. But if Matt Murray's in net and the last few starts for Matt Murray before uh, his recent hiatus, they weren't very pretty at all. So this could be a night where we see Montreal's offense keep this little uh, the surge going that they've had in their two games since their uh, COVID pause. You know, they put up a four spot on Edmonton, uh, four goals again uh, against Ottawa. The team total here in this game is three and a half. So uh, I'm interested in that at the very least, a team total over three and a half. Haven't confirmed it yet. Haven't bet it yet. Haven't locked it in yet. But definitely if we see Matt Murray uh, in that, I'm definitely interested maybe in a team total over with the Montreal Canadiens. Next up, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. Uh, the Islanders minus 175 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over. Uh, the Islanders exploding offensively uh, on Thursday night against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Eberly was scoring. Uh, you know, Matt Martin chips in offensively. Uh, Beauvillier, uh, Barzell with an outstanding goal. Uh, Matt Barzell's goal the other night against Washington was a thing of beauty. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, in any of the highlights from that game the other night, definitely make a point of it to check him out because uh, he was, it was a brilliant goal uh, by a player that I don't think gets the attention or the uh, accolades that I think he often deserves. Uh, and the Islanders uh, just breaking out offensively after really struggling to find the back of the net the last couple of games that they lost uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, if the, if they find the back of the net against uh, the, 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 uh, Washington Capitals like that, they should be able to find the back of the net tonight against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, the Flyer defense has just been a train wreck uh, for the better part of the last uh, several weeks. It's the main reason uh, why they're in such a swoon, why they're in such a tailspin. Uh, they're just The goaltending's not been good enough. Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, uh, Alex Lyon, uh, even in very brief duty the other night against Buffalo where the Sabres snap. Uh, their ugly losing streak at the hands of this Philadelphia Flyers team. Uh, it's just a team that's just got 0-0 confidence defensively right now. Now, it is going to be Carter Hart. I'm just looking at, at it right now. Carter Hart is in. He's back. He had a little two-game stint away from the team. 
get his head right, clear his mind, clear his head, try to regain some kind of performance level because clearly it's not been anywhere close to what Carter Hart expects of himself, what the Flyers expect of him and what Flyer fans expect of him. You know, he was just totally uh, not reading the play well, not square to the shooter, not cutting down the angles properly, you know, spitting out too many rebounds into the slot area. It was the gamut of goaltending no-nos, essentially, from Carter Hart, you know, in his last several starts for the Philadelphia Flyers. So the question now becomes, you know, as he fixed these issues, has he worked as, as he as his time away from this team for the last, you know, several days, is it going to help clear his mind mentally, put him in a better frame of mind, better headspace, come out there and look like, you know, the Carter Hart that we saw a lot last year? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We're not going to know until we actually see a game. What I do know, though, is the Islanders offensively have been very good at home lately. And what I do know is that even if Carter Hart plays better, you know, this is still a flyer defense that's given up too many shots, too many quality chances, too many good looks at the net. The Islanders could still capitalize on those. I think Philadelphia can uh, find the back of the net as well here against the Islanders. I mean, the Islanders um, didn't really play their best defensive game against Washington, but they outscored the Capitals in that game, which is why they won. And we can't deny the fact that the Islanders have actually been a heavy trending over team on home ice this year. Uh, No question about that. So uh, I'm off the side entirely, but the over is definitely uh, a bet for me at five, especially at five and a half. You're looking at over five and a half minus 120 uh, in this game with the Flyers and the Islanders. Uh, that's the way I'm going to go with this one. Philly, New York Islanders over five and a half minus 120. I think it's going to take Carter Hart, you know, being just beyond amazing for this game, probably to stay under the total. And I'm just not convinced that he's going to be fully what he's going to be back on track this quickly. We'll have to wait and see again, maybe the time away from the flyers for these last few days helps him, but I'm going to have to be convinced and I'm going to have to see it first uh, before I believe it. So I'm on the flyers Islanders over five and a half here, minus minus one twenty. Uh, let's go to the other New York team, New York Rangers taking on the Buffalo Sabres second of back-to-backs with these two teams going head to head. The New York Rangers minus two fifty-five uh, road favorites in this game. The total Five and a half shaded to the over. Uh, I do like the over a little bit here as well in this game. Uh, It stayed under. It was 3-2 Rangers, uh, the last game between these two teams. But boy, that game had every reason to go over the total and have more goals. Expected goals were through the roof in that game for the New York Rangers. And they had 46 shots on goal uh, against the Buffalo Sabres going into overtime the other night. Dustin Tokarski, give him credit. You know, that was an outstanding performance from him in that. And the only reason the Rangers were held to three goals. And the only reason Sabres got a point and forced overtime was because of the play and performance uh, of Dustin Tokarski, who was extremely sharp uh, in net for the Sabres the other night. They'll be going back. Nevertheless, they'll be going back to Linus Allmark tonight uh, in net for the, for this game against the uh, Rangers. The last time he was in net uh, was the uh, game. uh, Actually was the second game against the uh, Flyers where they snapped the losing streak. Of course, the first game, uh, against the uh, Flyers, he was basically, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, gave up the uh, lead to the Flyers. Remember, they were up three nothing, uh, and then it was four unanswered goals for the Flyers. Allmark is a good goalie, and he's still probably the best goalie that the Sabers have. You're facing a very confident, very very strong Ranger offense right now. Everybody's healthy. Zabanajad's just a terror right now. He scores the overtime goal. I still say, and I've said this multiple times on this show. 
keep on riding Mika Zibanejad, goal scoring props, points props, whatever player props to the over you can find on Mika Zibanejad, they're pretty much a good bet every night right now uh, with the way he's playing. Whatever was going on with him early in the season, whether it was bad puck luck, he just wasn't finishing chances, maybe wasn't generating enough. Uh, it's definitely a situation where he's playing a lot better now uh, than he did uh, previously. So uh, I think it's uh, going to be a, a situation where you come right back with looking at Mika Zibanejad here uh, from a props perspective. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Like he is just, he's making something happen every game right now. Uh, for this uh, New York Rangers team. And there's probably a good chance that continues tonight. Like the Sabres are still very, very shaky to say the least at the defensive end of the ice. And again, almost 50 shots allowed the other night. Uh, really the goaltending is what gave them a shot uh, to win that game. So I do like this game over the total. I do think Buffalo with the win against Philly, uh, they finally, you know, they, they are playing, they're, they're locked in again. Like they're playing hard. They're trying. They're not good. Everybody knows that they're not a good hockey team. But I've seen their effort and their attention level. You know, everybody is snapped to attention a little bit now with the win. And they're saying, you know what, let's try to, you know, build off this. And Buffalo's effort, at least in games the last couple, has been commendable. So to me, I think the value is all but gone to keep on fading the Sabres. Like, you either have to take a shot, Buffalo puck line, Buffalo money line. Uh, or anything because you know it's di difficult or if you like the rangers put them in a money line parlay i don't know if i'd be rushing to lay a, a goal and a half with the rangers on the puck line or take the rangers regulation line uh, i think the you know the sabers have i think increased their effort level competitive level their competitive drive i think has gone up the last few games because really they should have beat philly the first game they had a great first two periods and then blew it they played outstanding the next night against Philly. They did get outshot quite a bit against the Rangers, but they did have a great first period, you know, against the Rangers the other night. And then it was the second, third period, whatever it was, they had the lead. They've got conservative. They sat back too much, you know, and Dustin Tokarski was lights out and they figured, you know what, let's try to hold on to this lead. The goalie has got it going tonight for us. Let's just try to be good in our own zone. And they really didn't, you know, press the issue. They really didn't push forward with more offensive chances and offensive zone time as a result. So I don't, even though they got badly outshot, it's going to look like, wow, what a shitty performance. What a terrible effort by Buffalo. I think they were just trying to be cautious because they knew Dustin Tokarski was locked in. He was in the zone. He had it going the other night. And I think that played a part in the way Buffalo kind of sat back a little too much in that game. But to me, the last three games for the Sabres, there has definitely been a noticeable uptick in effort. So it's difficult for me in this price range to back the Rangers. They are the better team. They should win this game. But again, the values, it's 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 slipping away right now uh, to bet against the Buffalo Sabres. I think the over is the one bet that I'm going to go with here and probably just the uh, full game over here, five and a half. I would certainly lean Rangers team total over, but uh, I think Buffalo can contribute. I really do contribute on the scoreboard here. Uh, they definitely were able to do that the other night. Of course, they had the big outburst offensively against Philly. They scored three against Philly before that. They got on the scoreboard against Boston when they nearly beat the Bruins. So Buffalo's offense has chipped in. And if they just chip in a little here, I think we get over five and a half in this game, minus 120 with the Rangers and the Sabres. All right, Dallas Stars, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 160 uh, home favorites. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, Carolina coming back after home after the two games against Chicago. Uh, they lost the first game. Brilliant performance by Lankinen. 
bounced back to win the second game, blew a couple of leads, but Carolina pulls it out with the game-winning goal with about 30 seconds left to beat Chicago 4-3. Now they take on Dallas. I'll say this about Dallas. Dallas has been a thorn in Carolina's side, particularly in this building in years past. And for the Dallas Stars, look, they're in playoff mode. I don't know if they're going to make it. They've got some ground to make up. But they said coming into this long road trip early in the week, which started in Nashville, they split the two games in Nashville. They lost the first. They bounced back strong. Really good performance from the Stars in the second game, that 4-1 to win against Nashville. That was one of their best complete games of the season. They were excellent in their own zone. They scored timely goals. The power play chipped in. And Anton Hudobin looked as close to last year's form as he has all season, which is good news for the uh, Dallas Stars moving forward. I do believe, though, in spite of that performance, last I checked, it was going to be Jake Ottinger, and it is going to be Jake Ottinger in net tonight uh, for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic will be in net for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he's been good, 8-5, 2.05 goals against average, 9.27 save percentage uh, for him. You know, Jake Ottinger's kind of come back down to earth a little bit the last few starts. But I think from a spot perspective, um, I, I, I'm tempted by Dallas here in this spot, believe it or not. I mean, Carolina at home, you know, let's not forget Columbus beat Carolina twice in back-to-back -back games in Carolina uh, just recently. You know, and Dallas... Their, 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 their play is improving, you know, baby steps. It's not like they're, they're all of a sudden playing great, but they're playing better. And they've got a hell of a lot more at stake in terms of the fighting for their playoff life at the moment than Carolina. Carolina's home and cool. Carolina's still battling for first. It's not like this game doesn't mean squat to the Hurricanes, obviously. Uh, but definitely Dallas is, Look, they got to put the pedal to the metal. If they're going to make the playoffs, like Rick Bonus talked about it, Ben talked about it, uh, this road trip has to be a good one for Dallas if they're going to put themselves in position. So I expect whatever best effort you're going to get from Dallas tonight. And that's always intriguing to me when you're catching this kind of price here, plus 140 to plus 145 on this Stars team. I lean Dallas. Don't know if I'll pull the trigger. I might add it to the card later. Uh, but uh, definitely lean in a little to Dallas here at the plus price. Coming back off the... Mini road trip as well for Carolina. Carolina has at least the last couple of games now. They've started to look at least a little bit uh, uh, in, uh, beatable at home. Remember, early in the season, they were outstanding on home ice. Starting to lose a couple at home, including those games against Columbus. You know, I, th I think Dallas gives them a game and they could be live in this spot. So uh, I'm definitely looking hard at maybe Dallas here, plus 140, plus 145. Does feel like it could be an under game. Uh, Nadelkovich has been very good. Uh, Ottinger, not as good lately, but still overall for the season. He's been pretty solid for the Stars. Uh, we could see this game maybe stay under the total as a result. Uh, St. Louis and Colorado. Colorado minus 245. Uh, home favorites here. Total five and a half shaded to the over. Um, good job by uh, my colleague Alex B. Smith to go with the first period over in addition to the full game over uh, yesterday. Uh, or last night uh, in that game, uh, first period over, cashes quickly, cashes easily. And unfortunately for those like me on the full game over, uh, we endured a tough beat with that one. 3-2 uh, early in the, uh, th or it was 3-2 going into the third period, no goal after that. Uh, shockingly, uh, you know, the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and I think the worst thing that could have happened for that bet uh, for us was, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, Jonas Johansson, you know, you give him credit, you know, he played uh, reasonably well. 
uh, last night. It was kind of surprising uh, to see him play like that. Philip Grubauer in net, but it was a good game for him. And St. Louis just couldn't bury pucks. They played a very good game in front of Johansson uh, as well. well. Let's keep that in mind uh, for the uh, Avalanche last night. Uh, and they found a way to win 3-2, but disappointing for those of us on the under. I still lean with coming right back to the over here uh, in this game at five and a half, uh, especially because it's probably going to be Vili uh, Huso in net tonight, I would think, for the Blues. It's back-to-back. Uh, Binnington struggled. Uh, it's not like he got a – with the way Binnington's played this season, you really got a rush if you're Craig Berube to throw him back in there on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, Huso's probably been worse than Binnington statistically he has been but uh it's not like Bennington's been great that hey we need Bennington in here to try to get us a win on the second night of back-to-back so I think it'll be Huso in net for St. Louis it will be Grubauer uh, in net for the Colorado Avalanche he's been magnificent that's always the worry you have with um taking the full game over uh maybe you look Colorado team total uh, over three and a half uh, I might do that instead I'll probably do both because I, I feel Colorado's got a good chance to get to four goals in this game, especially if Huso's in net for St. Louis, but will you get enough from the blues against that Colorado D and Philip Grubauer is the question. So I might go Colorado team total over three and a half, uh, as well as the full game over, uh, in this game. Those are the two looks that I would be, uh, uh interested in when it comes to the blues uh, and the avalanche, uh, Minnesota and Vegas, we've got Vegas minus minus one forty-five to minus minus one fifty home favorites, the total five and a half, uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, in this game, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, losing in a shootout the other night to the uh, Minnesota Wild, playing shorthanded as well. I mean, that team only had three really full lines uh, available to them the other night uh, against the Minnesota Wild due to some unexpected absences. We'll see if they can bounce back here. All of a sudden, that's two losses in a row here uh, for the Vegas uh, Golden Knights going into this game tonight against the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, we'll see who suits up in that projected goalies right now. Cam Talbot, Cam Talbot was brilliant. I mean, and Cam Talbot will pull those type of performances, uh, you know, out of the uh, out of the closet every now and then. And he did that last uh, the other night against Vegas. I mean, that second period, he made not one, not two, but in my uh, opinion, three unbelievable saves uh, in that second period to uh, when that game was still tied uh, and hanging in the balance. Uh, and then Minnesota got galvanized. I thought they were getting outplayed by Vegas up till that point. Then they see Talbot make a bunch of these good saves, uh, great saves, uh, you know, and terrific highlight reel saves. I, I'm underselling them. They were unbelievable saves. So Minnesota sees them just playing lights out. And I think they get confidence from that. And they actually started to take the game to Vegas a little bit uh, in the third period. Uh, so they played well and give them credit. They couldn't have been happy with losing to San Jose. I sure as hell wouldn't be. Uh, back-to-back games like that, uh, and the Wild answered the bell, played pretty well uh, in that uh, game against Vegas, bolstered, of course, by a great performance in net by uh, uh, Cam, uh, Cam Talbot in that game. Uh, you know, there's still a, a team that's without uh, Felino Parise, uh, but they've still been able to get Fiala, Victor Rask's even chipped in. We know Kirill the throw kaprizov has been outstanding, Joel, Joel Eriksson-Eck uh, as well. Uh, Matt Zuccarello has remarkably, shockingly stayed healthy, and he's chipped in a little offense as well. Uh, so lots, there's stuff to like here about the Wild. I want to see who's in here for Vegas uh, in terms of in goal, uh, in, in terms of who's going to be available to them because they were playing a little bit shorthanded the other night. I don't expect to be betting this game. It's probably going to be a pass for me uh, all around. Uh, the total five and a half. You know, the last game should have went over. Maybe this game can get over the total. I would lean over 
but let's see who the goalies are going to be right now uh, for this game. But uh, right now, that would be the game. That would be the bet I'd look at probably uh, is over the total here with Minnesota Vegas over five and a half, which is right around even money uh, in this game. San Jose, Los Angeles, final game, uh, LA minus one. 10 to minus 120 home favorites total five and a half shaded to the over back to back for these two teams uh, they played each other last night and the san jose sharks uh you know putting things together you know they are all of a sudden with st louis struggling san jose is like a couple points behind st louis now for the final playoff spot in the west division so we've got to pay attention to what the sharks are doing right now they are playing good hockey uh, better hockey offensively, uh, even Martin Jones, at least when Martin Jones faces the LA Kings, he looks like fucking Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, Ken Dryden, Bernie Perron, uh, Grant Fuhr, Dominic Hasek, whatever great goalie from the past you want to name, Martin Jones turns into that guy, apparently, when he faces the LA Kings. He did it again last night uh, in leading the Sharks to a convincing uh, victory uh, against the Kings. Uh, it is back-to-back. -back. Uh, I, I doubt we're going to see uh, Martin Jones and net tonight. You'd be tempted with the way he's owned the LA Kings. You'd be, if I'm the boogeyman, uh, Bob Buchner, uh, the head coach of this Sharks team, I'm, I'm tempted to just throw Martin Jones right back in there on the back to back. He just completely, uh, dominates this LA Kings team. Uh, he's been outstanding against them this season. It's every other team in the league, you know, where Martin Jones has had some troubles, uh, in terms of stopping the puck. Uh, but against the Kings, he's been great. You might see Devin Dubnik, though, tonight uh, on the second night of back-to-back -back games. And Dubnik, 3.18 goals against average, 8.98 save percentage, 3-11 this season as a starter. Uh, he just hasn't been very good uh, for the San Jose Sharks uh, at any point. Uh, it looks like it could be Jonathan Quick uh, in net for the LA Kings tonight. He's only 6-9. and nine. Uh, Slightly better numbers than uh, Dubnik, 2.98 goals against average, 8.94 save percentage. Look, the Sharks have their power plays rolling. Evander Kane, Logan Couture, Kevin LeBanc, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle. Those five guys in particular, uh, they've been just, they've been finding the back of the net lately uh, for this uh, San Jose Sharks team. So you definitely have to give them a ton of credit. Uh, their offense was, has always been capable this season. It's the strength of the team. It's that they do have some talent in their top six forward group. It's been good. Their defense has at least been markedly better at times. Martin Jones has been decent at times, and it's been enough for them to, you know, get some wins, you know, to beat Minnesota twice, to beat St. Louis at home before that, beating LA last night. Uh, we'll see if that continues. I'm just not in a hurry to fade San Jose right now. They're playing well. I, I don't think I will back them if Devin Dubnik's in net. If Martin Jones is in net, I actually might take San Jose uh, in this game because he's owned them. They're in good form. And the LA Kings are kind of struggling. I mean, I know they beat Vegas 4-2 earlier this week, but before that, they had really been struggling. And then they can't sustain prosperity after the Vegas win and lose it 3-0 last night to the Sharks. So I've got some concerns about the Kings. Their secondary offense is starting to dry up a bit. Uh I think I'll pull the trigger more than anything. If Dubnik's in net, if Jones is in net, maybe San Jose. If Dubnik is in net, probably the over for me, five and a half here in this game, because I think it'll get there uh, if Dubnik's in net. And there's a good chance it's John Quick. And John Quick, you know, is just uh, not the uh, Jonathan Quick of four or five years ago. He's got mediocre numbers this season. So if it's Dubnik and Quick in net, as it looks like it could be, I might get there with over five and a half here, minus 120. Uh, in this game between San Jose and 
Los Angeles. All right, that is the Saturday NHL card. We've gotten through every single game. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, before we get to my best bet for this Saturday NHL card, uh, a reminder uh, to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, uh, use the promo code THPN, uh, and when you download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and you sign up for the account, you will get deposit bonus, weekly specials, incentives. Uh, there are different weekly you know, incentives, different type of bets and promotions that are available uh, in the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app with your account that change on a weekly basis uh, based on the time of season and by sports. So take advantage of that. Now's a great time to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up for an account. We've got Final Four uh, today, the National Championship game and the NCAA tournament on Monday. Uh, NHL and NBA, one more month of regular season left and still an entire playoff season. We've got Major League Baseball every single day now through until uh, the end of September. Uh, so it is a great time to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use that promo code THPN. All right, it is time for my best bet uh, here for this uh, Saturday uh, NHL card. It is a card that I uh, like quite a bit. Uh, there's a lot of good spots, particularly tonight, when you look at the uh, games that are taking place later on uh, in the evening. Uh, my best bet for this Saturday, look, we had a tough loss with an over last night in the St. Louis, Colorado game for my best bet, but I'm coming right back to another over the total best bet for the Saturday card. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, over five and a half, minus 120. Pretty low total for a flyer defense and goaltending that I know Carter Hart's back. Maybe he's uh, figured things out. You know, maybe he's going to be a lot more calm, relaxed, ready to get his game back. I need to see him show it for me uh, in one game before I believe it. The Islander offense has been good, especially on home ice. They've trended over the total on home ice. I think they'll score the goals, find the back of the net against this still suspect flyer defense and goaltending combination. And on the flip side, I think Philadelphia gets on the scoreboard as well. There's actually been a little bit of a downward, uh, slight downward uh, tick, I guess you could say, in Semyon Varlamov's play and the Islander defense in general uh, in recent games as well. So I think both teams capable of finding the back of the net uh, in this game. And we'll go with the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, over five and a half, minus 120. That'll be my best bet for this Saturday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder that we're on the air uh, live on YouTube seven days a week. We're the only NHL betting show that is here seven days a week to cover each and every single NHL game all season long from a betting perspective. Monday to Friday, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern Time. And if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast, the audio version of the show on all major podcast platforms. I am Ian Cameron, your Ice Guys host. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Enjoy the games and good luck on this Saturday. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member 
of the same here alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.